Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Marketplace Advisory Board Chair L. Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on all things startups. The Platform Podcast features conversations with founders, operators, and experts tackling a myriad of topics facing the marketplace and sharing economy startup ecosystem. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not professional advice. For specific issues, please seek an appropriate professional or contact us at info at marketplacerisk.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Elle. Hello, and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today, I am pleased to welcome Jonah Bliss, who is the creator of Curbivore, a very exciting event, which is going to be later this week in Los Angeles. Jonah, welcome to the Platform Podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Now, Curbivore, absolutely love the name. Um, and um, just, I'll probably repeat this at the end, but I just want to give a, a date and a, a location to this and also tell our listeners that there is a discount for the um, tickets. And it's on March the 4th at the end of this week. And it is in downtown LA. And I believe we have a 50% off for Marketplace risk uh listeners is that right exactly with with the easy to remember code of just marketplace risk so if you sign up at curbivore.co and put that in you can uh, save 50 percent. perfect well i shall probably go back to that at the end but in the meantime tell me a bit about the event because it looks fascinating and um i'm rather annoyed that i won't be there but uh, i want to hear all about it <laughs> I'll, I'll try not to be too annoyed that you can't make it either but um <laughs> No, I, I appreciate the kind words and uh, the compliment for the name because uh, a good name will get you far in life, I've learned. Um, yes. But did you know that we spell curb differently in the UK? That's something. I, I, I did know that, and I, I'm sorry for my uh, UK <laughs> bias with my cur- you know, like spelling choice. But I think but, yours works better, actually. I think it looks nicer. <laughs> it I'm quite glad. Carnivore thing. Yeah. If you guys spelled carnivore with a K, then we'd be in trouble. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um. But no, it's it's. Um, I mean, so we initially created Curbivore, um, you know, in the early days of the pandemic. We we had a you know virtual conference uh, in fall of 2020 um, because we really saw that you know COVID was accelerating a lot of trends that I think were already kind of quietly underway, but we're just getting 10x by this kind of change to the you know everything in the world. So that was things about um, you know how and where we consume food, how and where we you know transport people and goods. How we use streets, you know, what, what's a place for cars, a place for bikes and scooters, a place for outdoor dining, a place for kind of innovative new mobility modes. Um, and, and this was also kind of interacting with things like ghost kitchens and virtual brands and all just sort of like a total rethinking of urban real estate and uh, a lot of you know, land that had been kind of not really thought about or invested in for you know, far too long. So it's mm-hmm. kind of uh, mm-hmm. decided to get everyone together in, in one big virtual room and kind of break down some silos and uh, people liked it. And then we thought, uh, yeah, let's, let's knock on wood. Let's do one in person this year. But yeah, because this change wasn't going to suddenly stop, was it? I mean, something had really sort of started before the pandemic, but also been accelerated by it. And I suppose that, that the commentary that you have on that um, isn't going to, you know, now that things are getting back to a kind of version of normal, that wasn't, it wasn't going to suddenly be that, that what you were talking about was irrelevant, was it? <laughs> You know, I would I would love it if we had just you know kind of made ourselves obsolete in, in one session where we taught everyone everything they needed to know and we could wipe our hands of it. But 
it, it seems like there's still work to be done. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so in terms of the type of, of content that you have and the type of speakers you attract and audience you attract, that it's quite broad. And I, I, I think it's very interesting for that reason, because, uh, you know, and, and how do you lay out those boundaries and who can be part of this? And, and in a way, who is is the main part of this? What types of companies um, and participants do you tend to attract? Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you kind of noting the that kind of breadth to it because I, I think we've kind of prided ourselves on you know, hitting a lot of different kind of categories and also trying to build a, a diverse lineup. But um, you know, the curb it affects everyone, right? Like you know, we, we all use the curb, even if someone's a true hermit. You know, at the end of the day. Uh, someone's using the curb on their behalf to bring them their food, bring them their, their Amazon packages, et cetera. So, you know, everyone uses the curb and everybody eats. And so in that sense, I think we're bringing a lot of stakeholders. So whether it's people that are you know, restaurateurs and chefs, people that are, you know, transportation innovators or regulators, people that have a, um, you know, a, a food delivery app or, you know, a food uh, platform of sorts. Um, I, I think there's kind of just a lot of stakeholders and, you know, none of them operate in a silo. You know what happens uh, on the street affects what happens, you know, on the interior of the building, and you know what kind of rules and regulations policymakers and media and VCs all kind of push for. Uh, it it all kind of uh, syncs up at the end of the day. So that's why we kind of have to get everyone talking in the same room, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, marketplaces, obviously, you know, that's our particular interest, um, hence the name. Um, <laughs> they fit into to all of these categories in a way. I mean, I've just been sort of reading about, you know, the various, you know, the last mile delivery, all, you know, the the restaurants, all these types of things. There's a there's a marketplace model mm-hmm. within all of these areas, isn't there? And um, what to you? What does that mean? Does that make it, you know, more complicated in a sense that, you know, you have these sort of two-sided apps and you have all this that, you know, do you think that it's, um, you know, it's a good thing that the technology that um, that people are using in this curb environment is often a marketplace? Yeah. No, well, I'm, I'm a big marketplace dork, <laughs> for lack of a better word. So we I, love, I love them. that. We love I them. love that angle. <laughs> uh, in some ways, this is almost a marketplace of marketplaces, where if you think about yeah. all the factors at play here, you know, there's there's something that's kind of like a, a, a simple marketplace where it's like an Uber Eats, where it's you know, very literal, where, you know, I'm, I'm a consumer and I can see a breadth of a million, you know, food options at my fingertips and they're all, you know, fighting for my dollar um, or, or pound. Um and then, you know, there's also things where it, it might be a little bit more opaque from the consumer side, but something like a, um, a ghost kitchen or virtual brand, you know, kind of lets a restaurant that operates, you know, existing infrastructure have you know, basically almost become like a, a supply side marketplace where they can then work with other uh, food brands to kind of behind the scenes prep those uh, kitchens for commercial delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, yeah, there's micro mobility marketplaces. There's even, I, I think, like a marketplace for transportation and curb access in the sense that if we want to kind of rightly price you know access to the curb access to congested corridors and sidewalk etc that's also kind of you know people bidding for access under a you know more theoretical scenario and what about sort of parking apps and yeah yeah i mean yeah any any scarce resource um you know we we can try and divvy it up with a, a marketplace kind of model obviously there's I think equity concerns when we start to get into things that are more um, you know, civic, but uh, that can be addressed sort of you know, with the right tools. 
And how much of this do you think is applicable to only, you know, the US or even only, you know, cities like um, LA? And how much of it is something that people can learn from um, through your, you know, your virtual content as well, maybe, or even come to the event from other countries? Do you think that it's almost a bit of a um, a sort of micro ecosystem with all these things going on because it's not necessarily that every city is going to have the same um, issues or even you know the same kind of ecosystem and variety of things going on. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's some you know kind of universal truths to the topic that are you know kind of broadly applicable ac- across borders and cultures. But yeah, there's there's obviously nuances to every market. But no, I, I think if someone were to attend from a you know international locale and you know, we have people tuning in from all over the world for the virtual one. And I think, you know, looking through the tickets, we're expecting some people to fly in for this one. Um, yeah, there, there's still, I think, fundamental, you know, topics that are interesting in LA are also interesting in London and interesting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Laos. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- th- there's, you might have different operators, you might have different density of options, you might have, you know, slightly different regulatory constraints, but there's still kind of fundamental questions about, mm-hmm. you know, how do we divvy up? Uh, curb space, you know, is it used for uh, you know, restaurants, for transportation, for just you know, public space, um, and then questions about what happens on kind of both sides of that, you know, curb street intersection. Um, and so I think, yeah, I, I hope anyone can not only learn, but also bring something to the conversation. Yeah, common themes. Um, and so the speakers, tell me about some of the um, companies that are represented and some of the voices, because, I mean, looking at your website, I recognize, uh, you know, even, you know, so many of these brands um, and these, you know, there are a lot of C-suite speakers there, some amazing um you know, people, experts from the media as well, and and um, to regulation. So, tell me about some of them. I know that's a bit like you know, who do you pick? But um, <laughs> <laughs> who are you most excited about hearing? Yeah, uh, you can make me play a favorite with my children. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think we're really excited about the lineup. You know, I, I'm excited to hear from some of these people personally speaking. Um, I think you know, kind of on the the high level, most obvious marketplace thing we have. Um, uh, a VP from Uber Eats, uh, Sachin Kansal, who's, uh, I think, going to talk about how they've branched from, I don't know if they're running these ads uh, where you are, but in the U.S. they're sort of hammering us with that Uber Eats isn't just for food anymore, so it's kind of like become a marketplace for just about anything you can get delivered. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to hear from him. Um, we have Aspa Leka, who's a CEO of Joker, which has kind of emerged as a, a super fast um, delivery platform. Uh, in the last year or so, uh, and she was previously at Food Panda. So again, kind of like interesting uh, marketplace bones there. Um, Alex Cantor runs a. He's from a, a I think like a third generation deli family here in LA. So if anyone that's listening in LA would know Cantor's Deli, but he also has a platform called Next Bite. That's again one of these kind of like uh, ghost kitchen virtual brand platforms that lets restaurateurs uh, you know add more to their menu, so to speak. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I could go on, but it's, it's, yeah. I, I'm just excited about how many cool people we have. Um, yeah. there's another one, um, Do, uh, professor Donald Shoup, who's kind of like the, the, the godfather of, of, uh, parking <laughs> research. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, so yeah, that's someone that can talk about right pricing the curb. And you've got a, a, a mayor as well, haven't you? If, I'm, if I've said that in the right way. Um, my, yeah, my husband's Scottish, and he says that I say words like that strangely. But 
mare, um, uh, not I, I, a female I mean, horse. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I wasn't I was going to make the joke. I was waiting for you to make it. Yes, um, mayor uh, fish. Um, uh, yeah, mayor of a, a kind of mid-sized municipality out here in Southern California that's done a, a great job with, um, I think, kind of uh, reusing public space. So, you know, took away some asphalt that used to be just a giant road and you know, used it in the kind of early days of the pandemic as a big kind of public space for restaurants and bars and people and shopping just kind of made it like a town square of sorts and then more recently is actually kind of now that things have calmed down a little bit instead of giving that all back to cars and parking they've uh, built a pretty impressive network of bus and bike lanes so um, mm -hmm. yeah nice to see some kind of thoughtful leadership in that regard but with this mix of speakers, is there ever any, I mean, I won't use the word conflict because that's a bit yeah. too much, but is there ever, you know, friction or, you know, a heated debate even occasionally? Because, that you know, as you have told me, you know, people are um, vying for a space on the curb and there are, you have people representing the world of, um, of regulation as much as you have all the different companies. Does that make for quite a, a lively debate in case of certain cases? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've put on events for a few years now and I've found that, you know, if you don't have any debates, you're doing something wrong, right? Ultimately, yeah. people want to learn something and hear some contrasting ideas. Um, yeah, at the same time, we're not trying to get people in the fist fights. <laughs> um, so I, I think in some sense, you know, we don't have anyone on stage that I know that's going to, you know, kind of be like fighting for the status quo and, and is going to say, you know, <laughs> uh, everything was perfect the way it used to be. And we, all we need is, you know, more, more lanes for cars and larger SUVs or something <laughs> like, no. um, but at the same time, I think there's, you know, a lot of merit to, you know, questions about, you know, how do we regulate some of these who is uh, able to afford access under some of these models? Um, you know, how how do restaurateurs and small businesses, um, you know, make sure yeah. they're not being sort of squeezed by some of the platforms? Uh, how do consumers, you know, kind of get the right kind of visibility into this? Um, and then, then, yeah, I think there's going to be kind of a natural, um, you know, give and take between sort of some of the, the more kind of technologically optimistic people and some of the people that are more on the, um, I don't know if you want to call it humanistic side, but just sort of mm -hmm. you know, making sure that uh, your everyday citizen isn't left behind. Mm -hmm. And what, but you personally, what area of the debate particularly, you know, really captures your imagination? I mean, I'm particularly fascinated by the whole ghost kitchen thing um and you know that this this kind of world i don't know why particularly maybe it's just because i'm a foodie but um <laughs> and um you know well, that that's that really fascinating but um you know there's there's so many elements to this you know from the the delivery side of it the you know grocery the ghost kitchens all mm -hmm. these you know ride sharing mobility what particularly for you is um you know is a, a is a real interest point yeah, I mean, I would say, so my background personally, you know, I come more from the transportation and mobility world, um, you know, to, to be boring for a second. I was part of the team that kind of patented and launched Turo, the peer-to-peer -peer car sharing marketplace, you know, a good decade plus ago. Um, I, I ran marketing for like an e-bike brand for many years. So I, I've uh, done, done a lot of things kind of on, on that side of the world. So in some sense, I know that one well and, and I'm friendly with a lot of the speakers and it's kind of fun to geek out with them. But on the flip side, you know, I, that means that I'm when I'm listening to one of the speakers that's, you know, been in the weeds, you know, doing interesting things from food or food marketplaces or ghost kitchens, like you mentioned, 
Um, I'm learning so much more when I'm listening to one of those panels and I'm kind of, you know, like, like a kid in a candy shop or a mm-hmm. candy marketplace <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when I just kind of get to learn about a, a new industry and, and yeah. you know, kind of hear something I haven't heard before. So to me, um, a little bit of both. Yeah. And you've just touched on your your past um you're practically marketplace royalty and i know that um many people listening to this are going to be super impressed by by that pedigree so tell me a bit about that how did you get into this world um and you know what was your journey into being part of the the touro gen um you know at, um, all that <laughs> no one's ever called me marketplace royalty before i'm flattered. well you, you uh, can put that on your twitter profile yeah that that was so um i mean that was, this was gosh I, I feel old just trying to think about this um what early 2010 i can't believe that was so long ago um you know, I, I was. At least it's not nineteen something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we actually we used to call it Relay Rides was the original name, um, and we launched in you know just a single neighborhood in, in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, I, I was a, a naive, freshly graduated college kid, um, and this was uh, yeah, obviously before Uber, um, you know, Airbnb existed in like one or two markets, but it wasn't really a, a household name. So yeah, I, I think the sharing economy and a lot of these. You know, marketplaces beyond kind of eBay just weren't really known of. And, and mm-hmm. so trying to convince people, even in a liberal enclave like uh, Cambridge, uh, that they should share their, you know, for what for many people is their most valuable asset, right? Their car. Uh, people literally called us communists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get yelled at at farmers markets. Um, <laughs> but no, we, we kind of, you know, eventually managed to convince a couple, you know, crazy people <laughs> that this is a good idea. Um, and, you know, started in one neighborhood and then kind of slowly organically expanded around that to you know, greater Metro Boston. Um, you know, then we opened up in San Francisco as our next market kind of had similar, uh, educational transportation income attainment kind of levels, um, before going nationwide. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of fun to, to birth a, a new kind of, uh, marketplace and, and you uh, were really spearheading that at this point weren't you because there wasn't another car sharing platform that was nationwide or, or widely adopted at this point in the u.s was there yeah there, there was uh not, not yeah as you said not widely adopted there was you know zip car existed in, in the, um, some markets but that was you know, it wasn't really a marketplace right they're all owned by one uh, you know by, by zip car um you know after us you know we saw a couple other competitors emerge um, so it was a fascinating and, and fun and interesting learning experience. You know, n- not all glamorous, certainly, you know, startup life where you're just drawing straws to see who has to go figure out where the lost car is. And, you know, like, I think you know, GPS says it's behind that dark alley. Let's go look in there. <laughs> so so uh, what, what was your, fun. what were your roles though? I mean, what was your sort of background and what, what part of it did you like to get yeah. stuck into? Um, I mean, my, my tra- kind of forte is, is, you know, marketing and growth and communications. And so that was kind of nominally what I, what I did, but, you know, when I joined before we launched, there was, I think I was the fifth person. So we kind of, you know, we, we all did everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think my, my name's on the patent for peer to peer car sharing because, you know, obviously I, I didn't draw the technical diagrams, but we all kind of put the requisite thought into thinking about, you know, what does it mean to spin up a service like this? You know, what are the kind of fundamentals of getting something like this off the ground? Um, so yeah, that, that's the fun thing about a startup, right? Is everyone does a little bit of everything and 
usually that's good. Sometimes it's, you know, means a sleepless night, but uh, that's how you kind of, you know, yeah. learn the ropes. Oh, yeah. And going back to Kerbivore, but taking into account, you know, your your background, what what's your vision for it? And what do you what do you want to kind of achieve through all this? But also, you know, what is your hope for this, you know, incredibly complex ecosystem that has sprung up around cities and in, in and around the, the curb area? What what do you you know, what what would it look like if you could decide? Yeah. I, I mean my hope for Kerbivore <laughs> if 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 I do my job perfectly, I, I I've put myself out of business, right? I would love to make a world where everyone's learned everything they need to know about this new space and all of a sudden, you know, I'm redundant. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm at least confident that that's going to take uh, <laughs> a few tries before I can get there. Um, but no, we're, we're, I mean, we're really excited for the community's feedback, you know, obviously doing it in person on different scale this year, I think it's going to be a really fun experience. And so I think incorporating what people say they like and what they want more of will help us kind of um, direct future editions. And if we start to kind of branch more into media and kind of, you know, year-long kind of digital content. Um, I, I think obviously there's a big appetite for that. Um, but yeah, there's just so many people uh, that are affected by these changes, right? I mean, A, on the consumer end, it's basically everyone because we all eat and we all move. Um, but yeah, there's so many food businesses, so many food workers, both formal and informal, so many people with interesting startup ideas um, that I just think the kind of, appetite for learning and bettering yourself and figuring out how to do this profitably and sustainably and ethically is uh, I think that's pretty bottomless well there's a um, rumor that a lot of the big founders of the social media platforms don't let their kids use social media now what I want to know is as somebody immersed in all this as you are you know, you're going to tell me you you don't even have a mobile phone or anything, but I doubt it. Um, <laughs> I thought we were, we were recording this over a campfire, right? <laughs> yep, that's right. Um, no, tell me how much of this you actually use yourself. How how many? You know, what does your phone look like when it comes to these types of apps? I've actually got a new folder on my phone, which is sharing economy for all the many millions of different apps that I use, um, and to to have them in one place. They've got you know because there's so many now, but how much of it do you actually engage with and yeah. um, oh, I, I, that's so interesting to have a sharing economy folder I, I think I have a transportation folder um, so I'm, I'm definitely you know a, a big um, you know taste the medicine type of person so you know especially on the transportation side I, I feel like you know, every you know, micro mobility every interesting transportation every every you know, kind of new platform that merges I, I try and use it so I definitely have uh, on my phone I think you know, way too many scooter apps. I'm not even sure some of the companies still exist. <laughs> um, so I've tried that. Yeah, and, and on the food uh, side, um, yeah, I, I try and um, take advantage of that too. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, when I, if I'm getting food to eat off premises, you know, as, as sort of to use the industry term, I'm personally more clean, uh, yeah, inclined to uh, do pickup than um, have it delivered. Uh, obviously, I've, I've done delivery, but um just for my own kind of uh, trying both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. um, but there's still you know, a plethora of platforms you can use to actually place that order or you can call directly or you can book it. Uh, you know, there's such interesting, you know, there's third-party apps, there's first-party apps, there's like a whole ecosystem. So I've definitely tried it all and you know, kind of keep notes on what works better for certain things. Yeah, I love trying them all. It's brilliant. Um, so 
Are you going to be actually speaking at your own event? I hope so. Are you doing some opening remarks or anything? Yeah, I'll, I'll be um, doing some opening remarks. Um, I'll also be moderating the kind of final panel of the day. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you know, e eager to, to kind of help guide the conversation. But ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm here to uh, host and facilitate. So, you know, I don't want to be the one blathering on for hours on end. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I hope people, you know, like, like the few things I have to say. Brilliant. Well, have a fantastic time. Just to remind everyone that on Friday, March the 4th in downtown LA, more info on curbivore.co and a 50% ticket discount for Marketplace Risk podcast listeners, which is Marketplace Risk. And I think I remembered all the details there. Jonah, is that right? Uh, that sounds perfect to me. Yeah. So one word marketplace risk is the little promo code you put in at curbivore.co. And I, I hope to see everyone soon. Brilliant. And thank you so much for coming on the platform podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the platform podcast. Be sure to check us out at marketplacerisk.com for information and resources to help startups launch, grow and succeed. And follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk to stay up to date on all of our conferences, summits, virtual events, and more.